Hello, friends, and welcome to the Resilient Leaders Podcast, where a growing number of leaders are becoming more and more convinced that being resilient as a leader is not just a good idea, it's absolutely required. Well, this community of listeners are growing in their belief that resilience and leadership isn't just a good idea. We have to understand this is absolutely crucial. I'm so glad you're with us. My name is J.R. Briggs, founder of Kairos Partnerships. I want to encourage you, if you've been listening for a while, would you be willing to not only subscribe, would you write a review, would you be willing to tell others? Uh, Speaking of reviews, one reviewer recently wrote, each episode is quick hitting nuggets of wisdom that can help any person in their life. Thanks to that reviewer for your kind words. Yes, this is the goal. I know leaders are busy, so this podcast intends to add value by getting straight to the point, adding value to your life and leadership without the fluff, what we call truth concentrate. Well, today we're going to explore a topic that in over 100 episodes we haven't explored before on this podcast, but it is extremely significant and it needs addressing. Now, I realize that not all of our listeners are husbands and wives and parents, but for those of you especially who are parents, We must never forget that before we're called to be leaders in the workplace, we are called to be leaders in our homes. Leading resiliently is important in the boardroom, but it's also important in the living room, the dining room, and the playroom. Now, next week, there's a book that releases from InterVarsity Press by Holly Catterton Allen titled Forming Resilient Children. I was grateful to have been sent an advanced copy of the book. Dr. Allen is a professor of family studies at Lipscomb University in Nashville. And although she's a scholar, this book is written in a very accessible way to help parents and even grandparents. The title of this this book, of course, caught my attention. How does resilience play into the growth and development of children? She mentions the working definition of resilience that we've used numerous times here on this podcast. It's the process of adapting well in the face of adversity, trauma, and significant amounts of stress. In other words, a person's ability to function adequately in the midst of adversity. And this, of course, must include little people, our children, all children, really. And as I read this book, I thought, how can I teach my two sons to live and lead resiliently in the world at their age? Well, Dr. Allen writes about the factors in research that have emerged among children. And I want to just share a few things of what she shared in the beginning of her book. She talked about Anne Mastin who's been contributing to resilience research for decades. She wrote a book called Ordinary Magic, Resilience in Development, and she condenses and integrates foundational and recent research on resilience in children and adolescents. One study that Mastin examined was the Kauai Longitudinal Study of Resilience, where it followed almost 700 babies born from 1955 over the next several decades. Around 200 of the participants were what were considered high-risk That is, in this study, they included children living in situations of poverty, chronic family discord, parental, mental, or physical illness, or moderate uh, stress right around the time of their birth. About two-thirds of those at-risk children developed significant problems between the ages of 10 and 18. This included uh, poor school performance, depression or anxiety, substance abuse. But conversely, about one-third of the participants appeared to be doing well. They were successful in school, socially competent, law-abiding, engaged in community events, and they were mentally healthy. And so in this study, researchers began to focus on the factors that contributed to resilience with those 
who were doing well. And they found several uh, factors in the adaptive systems that were around them. Here they were, effective child caring and parenting quality, close relationships with other capable adults, close friends and romantic partners if they were in their youth, intelligence and problem-solving skills, self-control, emotional regulation, motivation to succeed, self-efficacy, effective schools, effective neighborhoods, and then faith, hope, and the belief that life has meaning. Now, in this, Dr. Allen dug in a little bit further. Capable parenting, talking about parents who listen to their children's fears and hopes, encourage their children, carry the burden of the situation as adults contribute contribute to a child's resilience. She talked about close relationships. If the child had strong relationships with grandparents or parents of friends or even peers, that it helped. Intelligence in this, that this, this protective factor does not mean children with higher IQ are necessarily more resilient, but that the intelligence factor carries the idea of a working brain and can contribute to resilience. Self-control, motivation to succeed, emotional regulation and efficacy, um, the importance of effective schools and neighborhoods, the, the constellation of support that were around these children. They experienced less public difficulties when they had a support system, especially of adults around them. But they also found that spirituality was a protective factor. This is something that they did not anticipate in the research. They found that faith, hope, and the belief that life has meaning, meaning was incredibly important, that much, much research supports the idea that spirituality promotes resilience in children who are encountering, encountering uh, adversity. This is really important for us. And so then we must ask the question, what can parents do to lead resiliently with their children, especially regarding spirituality? There were four key themes that appear repeatedly in the research that can serve as recommendations to parents. Dr. Allen talked about the importance of fostering religious or spiritual conversation and discussion, making sure that we talk about it, asking questions like, will you tell me about a time when you and God did something together? How do you feel and how do you think God feels about this? Will you tell me a story of a very strong emotion that you felt this week? The second is to participate with children in religious activities and rituals to make sure that we are actually doing it and doing it together and making a big deal out of it. The third, which shouldn't surprise parents, is modeling a congruent spiritual life in front of our children to be who we say that we are, right? More is caught than taught. And then lastly, parent in a way that is loving yet firm. Loving yet firm. This is what she called capable parenting. You know, in the midst of all this, there have been lots of research that's been done repeatedly that have indicated that parents have the deepest and most profound influence on the spiritual lives of their children. Parents powerfully influence their children through engaging in regular spiritual rituals, recognizing the importance of frequent, ordinary conversations and activities throughout the day, modeling a congruent life, and then parenting firmly yet lovingly. Parents can also model trust and faith when adversity comes in their own lives as well. This was absolutely fascinating fascinating. Again, the name of the book is Forming Resilient Children by Holly Catterton Allen, and it releases this month. Parents and even grandparents, I encourage you to check it out. Well, thanks for joining me today. And thanks to Joel and Bowen, at, uh, as always, at On a Limb Productions. Joel produces all of the episodes of this podcast. Bravo, Joel. Thanks for your hard work. 
You can learn more about what Joel does in terms of video and production work at his website at onalimproductions.com. We'll also put that in the show notes. Again, if you have a chance to leave a review, we'd greatly recommend it. And we'd ask that. We thank you for those of you who've left a review. And leaders, we encourage you to be faithful, available, teachable, and hungry. Keep leaning in and learning. And parents, remember, before you're a leader in the boardroom, you're a leader in the living room, the dining room, and the playroom. Model and teach your children resilience at home. It's the first place you lead, and it's the most important followers you will cultivate.